Welcome to today's episode of Bright New Star. We have Marie and Charity here today, and we are talking about the purpose of story. And in particular, the purpose of fiction. I think some people question its value. I recently read a book that showed me that one of the purposes of stories and fiction is to heal our world. Mm. That this book portrayed that in a way that I hadn't thought about it before. And the power that these stories can have to open our eyes to see things that we couldn't see otherwise. Stories are so, so powerful. Because they remove us and allow us to walk into someone else's story. Right, and in fiction, we're allowed to walk into people's minds, their hearts. We can see all of the variables that are affecting their decisions and each person's ideas and thoughts and philosophies and vision. And we don't have so much control, but we have so much more vision. Yeah, so what's a great example of that? Well, the book that I learned this from was The Never-Ending Story. I picked this book up two years ago, and truth be told, I wasn't excited. I had grown up with my brother watching The Never-Ending Story, and I remember a big white fluffy dog flying through the air, and, (laughs) and I was not interested. Fantasy was never something I was interested in. I felt impressed to read this book, so I sat down and I started reading this book, and I was astounded at the lessons it taught, and the truth that it held, and how much I just flat out enjoyed the book. I never thought a fantasy book would be so powerful in my life. And I've read it twice again since then because there were just so many lessons in it. If you've seen the movie, it's nothing like the book. The author is from Germany and he was frustrated with the movie that was created because essentially the movie changed everything and only did half of the book. Mm -hmm. This book is about Bastion, who steals a book from a bookstore and is reading it in the school's attic because he's a thief and he can't go back into society and, well, I might as well read the book until they catch me, essentially. And he's only about 10 years old, right? (laughs) Right. And he is a young man who's struggling with bullying issues and his mother has recently passed away and his father and he are not able to connect or talk about it. He has a lot of internal struggles and he sees this title of this book in this bookstore where he had gone in to hide from the bullies. And this book was called The Never Ending Story. And Ashton loves stories and he loves telling stories and creating them. The idea of a story that never ends just thrilled him. So he took the book and he's reading in the attic and it flips from his experiences reading the book to this story in Fantastica, which is the world that the story is set in. All these adventures of there's dire need, there's a need for a hero, and Atreyu is called to be the hero, and all these adventures. And Bastion goes through this whole adventure with this Atreyu, almost as if he's there and starts to make connections and he wants to help. He just gets so caught up in the story. He's like, oh, I wish I could do this, and I'm feeling this, and he just really gets into the story and eventually is literally drawn into the story. He becomes the hero, which totally blows his mind because he doesn't feel he's anything like Atreyu, who's the hero and is wise and does everything right. And he's like, what, me? And he 
he then is drawn into the story and in a moment saves the day. I don't want to give away too much if you haven't read it, but then he's drawn into this whole new story as he spends time in Fantastica. And it's the second half of the book that's nowhere touched in the movie in any way, where the real adventure happens, where he has this experience of learning about himself and learning some really important things about relationships, truth, power, and life, and what it means to love and to be loved. Yes. At the end, the idea that is put forth is that that's the point of fiction, is we come in to this story, we get so engaged, we're part of it, we learn from it, and we come out of it, we leave Fantastica transformed. Because we're transformed, we come back to our world, reality, and we see it differently, and we're able to change things and heal things that we wouldn't have been able to without that new vision that the story allowed us to have. Mm, so true. Think of Little Women. Think of Anne of Green Gables. One of my favorite books in the world is Little Men, which is another of Louisa May Alcott's books. In those stories, they share family life. Like Marie said, we get into the minds of each character. It actually made it so in Little Men, they talk about how Father Bear held once a month a time where the youth, the young men, would present papers to each other on the sciences. I thought, oh, Oh, what a great idea. And so whatever those boys gathered in nature, they then wrote papers on it or something that they were interested in and they got to present. And so not only are they learning their writing and their presentation skills, but it's on something that they loved. And as a young mom at the time, I absolutely implemented that. And isn't that great where we get these ideas, so many ideas, how to live life, how to respond in relationships, all of these things, we get options when we read. So many options. I have my friends in the fictional world that I often think, well, what would Anne do? What would Jane Eyre do? What would Christie do? What would these ladies do in these situations? And they really live a lot of truth. It's so much easier for me to look at them and say, hmm, what would they do? Rather than think back to, oh, in this book, about crucial conversations, here's the 10 things that I should do in a conversation. Those stories is so much easier to remember principles in a story form, at least for me. Exactly, and it's not that there's anything wrong with nonfiction. Oh, not at all. I love nonfiction, but it connects generally with the mind, where fiction often connects with the heart. Absolutely. Some of the founding fathers, oh my goodness, they absolutely read fiction. Cato is a play that George Washington read and loved and would act out as a young single adult. <laughs> he would gather with friends and they would read the parts of the play together and he got to learn how to be the hero mm. through that. And then he became a hero for reals, right? Abraham Lincoln, two of his favorites were Shakespeare and Burns. Think what we can learn. Poetry, oh my goodness. Poetry tends to touch a vein in the heart faster than anything else in written form. And Shakespeare, you can't leave Shakespeare and not learn something new. Well, and I love that the reason you learn something new from Shakespeare is because he makes you think. He asks you questions and he doesn't give you answers. You leave changed from Shakespeare because of the questions that are unanswered that you are forced to think about. 
Yes, which there's another reason for fiction, right? So going back to the never-ending story, what were a few of the principles that you pulled out? Well, one of them is right at the transition point where he's about to enter Fantastica. The childlike empress is the one who's very sick and needs to be saved by getting a new name. Only a hero can give her a new name. She's talking about coming into Fantastica, the crossing from the human world into this fantasy world. She says there are two ways of crossing the dividing line between Fantastica and the human world. A right one and a wrong one. And then she goes on to explain the right one. Every human who has been here has learned something that could be learned only here and returned to his own world a changed person. Because he has seen you creatures in your true form, he was able to see his own world and his fellow humans with new eyes. Where he had seen only dull everyday reality, he now discovers wonders and mysteries. That is why humans were glad to come to Fantastica, and the more these visits enriched our world, the fewer lies there were in theirs, the better it became. Just as our two worlds can injure each other, they also can make each other whole again. Mm, I love, double love that because it makes me think of the book Watership Down mm -hmm. and the lives of these rabbits. When I first read the book, I was frustrated because their world was falling apart. And yet in the end, what I learned was different personality traits that I wouldn't have learned any other way. As you share that, we can bring more truth into this world when we read fiction. How cool is that? Yeah, well, and they can explore so many things in a different way that we see it in a different way. He goes through the swamps of sadness in this book. Mm -hmm. We go through periods of depression and hard times in our lives. We don't physically with our eyes see swamps of sadness. There's no signposts, but it helps us see it as Oh, this is a place I'm journeying through, not something that I am. Right. It's a process. And what choices am I going to make while I'm in this place? Am I going to choose to give up and stay? Am I going to push through? Atreyu has this special medallion that he has on that helps him be able to go through this without sinking in it. What could that be for me in my life? What is the amulet that I could put around me that when I have to go through the swamps of sadness can help me go through it without succumbing to it? So what is the amulet for you? It's truth. Truth is, it's the light and truth. So often I think when I'm in the swamps of sadness, I am focused on the wrong things. Mm, that's often true. Huh? <laughs> it's not that they're not real things. I think it's not just having a positive attitude. It's focusing on something different because there are hard things in life. But when we put around our neck and trust in the things that are true and are hope giving and light giving that helps us as we go through those hard times. Remembering the good things that have happened and looking forward to the promises of good things to come. Yes, and fiction can make it so that you let go a little bit at the end of the day. There have been times, sometimes I love to read James Harriet, which is nonfiction and wonderful veterinarian author, but other times, Anne of Green Gables. I find myself giggling once again when Anne turns her nose green, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to get rid of the freckles, or when she accidentally dyed her hair, or when she accidentally 
accidentally made her best friend drunk thinking she was just giving her cordial. How fun is that to giggle our way through once again? Because you never get old. No. Fiction doesn't. I have found that good fiction right. and wholesome fiction, there's a huge difference between a whole book, a broken book, and a bent book. And then healing books. Whole books, good wins, bad loses. Broken books, bad wins, good loses. In bent books, everything's upside down. Truth is error and error is truth. And healing books literally can heal a home, a family, a heart. I recently read a man named Michael Wilcox. He said, Great literature with great personalities last with an enduring power because they continue to speak to each new generation and they say what matters. They help us find our highest selves. They give us greater sensitivity. They help us understand our feelings. They open our hearts to love. They teach us to forgive, to empathize, to feel gratitude, to grieve. They open our eyes to beauty. They bestow a sense of things greater than ourselves, while at the same time showing us the nobility and dignity of ourselves. They prepare us to internalize the personalities we find in scripture. We ask what truths, what guidance, what goodness, what interests, what warnings, what humor, and what inspiration do they impart? Above all, what quality of human sympathy do they instill? And didn't you mention that when you've read Brandon Sanderson, you've learned some of that? Oh, I've been amazed. I never thought I would be a Brandon Sanderson fan. (laughs) (laughs) But one of my sons has been handing me the book saying, Mom, you have to read this because we have to discuss this. And what I've found is he is able to create these fictional fantasy worlds that have all the societal issues that we have in ours. And we can look at them and discuss them and think about them without all the societal baggage that our world has. Mm. They can talk about issues of race and slavery and philosophies of life that are very real to our world. But since they're placed in this totally fantastic, crazy place, we can't say, well, they should have or he should have thinking of things in our actual past. in our own history. Oh, they shouldn't have done that. They should have known better. We are actually able to get into that world's mind and say, oh, in their world, it was this way. And it's always been this way. So they treated these people this way. And it's wrong. And we can feel that in our hearts that it's wrong, but they don't know that. And we start to explore all of those questions. And I've been amazed at how well he creates these worlds. And just like Shakespeare, asks me lots of questions and doesn't give me a lot of answers, but gives me insight into the hearts of all these different people. And I can't just blow anyone off and say, oh, they're just wrong. And their whole people are wrong. Like, oh no, he really digs deep. And I'm amazed at fiction writers who are able to do that, really dig deep and get me answering, not just asking, but answering questions personally about, oh, what does it mean to forgive? What does it mean to love? What should my life philosophy be? So many life questions. Right? Or Aesop's fables. Mm. Such short stories, generally about animals, yet there's a moral at the end of every single one. And again, they make you think and start to apply to your own life. Or Hans Christian Andersen, especially The Little Mermaid. Oh, that story just takes those heartstrings of ours and pulls on them because someone wanted something so desperately that maybe wasn't hers. 
right? Right. All of these stories just reach our hearts. And good ones, we know what they should do. We get really frustrated with them when they don't do it. Some of the books that I've learned the most from, I really, really am frustrated with the characters. So uh, true. <laughs> great Expectations. Animal Farm. <laughs> and the other one, C.S. Lewis's Till We Have Faces. Mm-hmm. Just every decision she makes, she's like, no, no, no. I think sometimes we read maybe Charles Dickens' Tale of Two Cities, and we think of the heroine there, and how could I ever be like her? Right. She's just perfect. <laughs> but then I read C.S. Lewis's Till We Have Faces, and I'm like, well, at least I'm not going to do that. I don't know how she in Charles Dickens is like that. It's really cool. But at least I'm not going to make these decisions. Yes. I'm not going to follow this path. I'm not going to do this in my relationships. It's very clear what not to do. Yes. <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing that fiction can do for us, too, is we just can get really frustrated with a character, and then we might ask ourselves, do I do that? Which is a really important thing to think about. It's interesting that it is believed that the first organ formed is the heart Mm -hmm. for a baby as, as that baby is developing. And isn't it fascinating that it is the heart that directs our life so often? It is the heart that loves people, that adores our families, that learns from books. And no wonder fiction reaches us because it's hitting our heart. Well, and so often we just don't know what other people are thinking. We imagine we know what they're thinking and fiction lets us actually into their minds. Right. I think it's really good for some people who just see the world the way it is and haven't considered that others might see it differently. Fiction helps them see that. I think if you're just told, well, some people see things differently than you do, it doesn't touch you the same way as being on the boat with these people and experiencing their challenges and what's going on in their heads. Like, oh, wow, they really do see things differently than I do. I don't agree, but they really do. And I need to consider that as I interact with them. So it allows us to form opinions as well. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I also think about the book, The Little Prince. Mm. It's such a delightful book. So short, so full of learning about our planet, about how we want to treat even ourselves. Yeah. The very last lesson in The Never Ending Story is the whole idea is for him to come to know what his greatest wish is. Mm -hmm. He gets to have everything he wishes for, but to really figure out what is it that I really, really, really want. And when he finally realizes that what he really, really wants is healing for his dad, it is so powerful. And he finds that out by seeing a picture of a man encased in ice. Just that image alone of a man encased encased in ice and he wants to free this man encased in ice and when you realize that he's seen his father who after the death of his wife is just immobilized and unreachable there's this ice that's blocking him from being able to reach his son or his son to reach him i love in the book it says it was though this man wanted to say something to him but could not because of the block of ice he was imprisoned in. The boy without a name wanted to help him, wanted to make the ice melt. As in a waking dream, he saw himself hugging the block of ice, trying in vain to melt it with the heat of his body. And eventually he is able to learn how to melt the ice. And he takes the first step and then his dad is able to respond. And that's where the healing took place, right? Yeah. This story is about depression and death and grieving and learning how to reconnect. And And overcoming 
it because it's a fascinating, wonderful story that you wouldn't realize the first time you read it through. As a young child reading this, they would be like, oh, this is just fun and an adventure. But reading it as an adult, I'm like, oh, this book is profound and has so many lessons for us. And good books are always, we're drawn to them because of the truth that is in them. We're drawn to the light. And that's why we'll read them over and over and learn more and more each time. Yes, and find the principles, especially of learning through someone else's experience instead of having to go through every single thing on this earth. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't want to go through every single. <laughs> no, I want to learn from all my friends in fiction. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> friends in life and friends in fiction. So what are some of your favorite fictional books? And what fiction are you picking up 